You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Episode 29, which is actually one of my favorite Gin Blossom songs. Episode 29? No, 29. It's, oh. it's on the first Gin Blossoms album. I don't know if you're a Gin Blossoms fan. I don't even know if you know who the Gin Blossoms are. I know who the Gin Blossoms are. I've <laughs> never heard an album, though. Uh, but you've heard the song. Cause yes. It's on the radio or karaoke. Because yes. they show up usually at karaoke. I mean, they don't, but someone will probably do Hey, Jealousy. Or hey, <laughs> you don't know. They might... Hey, that would be awesome. I, I would, uh, uh, that would be cool. Um, I'm your internet Native American spirit guide, Scotty, and across the table from me is, um, a, well, I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm Aaron. Not Aaron Prime. I'm not Aaron Prime, no. I am Aaron Porter, and I've now been on four, four this is your of fourth. these. This yeah. is, oh, okay. Lucky number four. Yeah, you're the longest running guest host. <laughs> I win. I just want to replace Aaron with Aaron. I, uh, I don't know what to do without like. A well, it's, a, it's a talented name. It uh, is a very talented. Anybody who has this name is uh, talented, except for a guy I went to high school with, and I'm gonna call him out. I'm gonna give the full name. Gotcha. Aaron Hartney, you're a dick. Uh, no, we're not saying you're a dick. <laughs> I'm saying you're a dick. Oh, well, see, that's slander. Oh. <laughs> Okay. If you listen to Chuck Justice, you'll understand. <laughs> okay. In my opinion, and uh, allegedly, you're a dick. There you go. Allegedly. Completely allegedly. And, and by dick, he really means that he's like a private investigator from the 30s. <laughs> sure. I'll go with that. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by Validation. You can listen to the ad now. Validation, the webcomic. Written by Christian Baranek and Kelsey Crawford, follows the story of Allie, a transgender girl doing her best to live a fulfilling day-to-day life. Follow her triumphs and challenges as she dives into a sea of science fiction, webcomics, cosplay, conventions, and of course, dinosaurs. Catch this charming webcomic every Monday and Thursday at validationcomic.com. Validation, the webcomic. Uh, definitely check out uh, Kelsey and Christian's comic at validationcomic.com. So um, there's a lot I want to talk about t- t- today and a um, bunch of stuff I'm going to cover. But before we go any further, um, I'm going to warn our listeners today that um, we're going to talk about a couple of films. Um, Jurassic World, for one, which I've not seen, mm-hmm. which I think this will be great because this will be spoiled for me and I'm looking forward to it. And then I saw Terminator Genesis and I'm going to spoil it for Aaron. And so I think that's fair. Sure. <laughs> so if, you, if, if you're interested in those films and you've not seen them, I would just pause now and then come back when you've listened uh, or, you know, when you've watched those films. Or, well, basically what I'm saying, you're warned. <laughs> I, that's fair, right? Yeah. I've, I've uh, done the spoiler alert. You, you said this is PG-13, right? Yeah, we're PG-13. Yeah, no bitching about, the, uh, about spoilers. Right, no right? bitching about spoilers. And you, you, you've well, had your spoiler alert. You know, we can show breast once. <laughs> 
My breasts or well, female breasts. I think uh, okay. PG thirteen you can show breasts once. Okay. Maybe twice. I don't know. It has it's, it's changed. The lines kind of moving all the time. Twice is in one for each boob. No, no, like like the, 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 the so you can get both boobs. So you get four boobs. You get four boobs. If you're four right. boobs. PG thirteen. Right. I, I'm pretty sure that's still because, I mean, um, yeah, I think that's what, how it works. Okay. Uh, I think it's boobs and F words. <laughs> yeah. There's there's like a trade off. Right. Okay. I wonder if they sit there like watching the movie and they're like, "Hope there's two boobs." Um, Let's go to the have next. You, have you seen the documentary? This film is not yet rated. No, it's on Netflix or it should still be on Netflix. It's not. A, a look for it. It's really, really good. It's about the rating system and how it's done and how it's arbitrary. Right. And it's it's done by what appears to be this right wing Christian coalition group. Sweet. <laughs> that are like protecting America's morals, and so uh, it's but and you don't know who what members are how many members there are and you don't know who their identity is and so this guy is like trying to find out like using private investigators perhaps your friend Aaron (laughs) (laughs) what was a private dick for this guy that's right and look for you know I'm not saying that he's a detective I'm just saying you know it could be he he might be (laughs) allegedly but so yeah I I highly recommend uh, this film was not yet rated in fact it's not rated because he couldn't get it past the rating board because of this he shows you know, he shows what qualifies as what ratings and shows what qualifies as, as NC-17 and I think beyond. And it's real quick clips, but it's because he shows that Yeah. he can't get a rating. Nice. And so it's really funny how it's like, wait, this is information. And it's also because, you know, what he was looking into. It's weird. It's like a really, like a secret cabal of people who are like, all right, that movie's a G and that movie's a... <laughs> what? It, it is weird because I've noticed, like... The the difference between a G and a PG movie has become so tiny that it doesn't seem to really matter. Like you'll see Pixar movies come out and you're like, oh, that's a G movie. No, no PG. Right. Yeah. Okay. But like the jump from like PG to PG thirteen seems to be like uh, at least a lake, and then PG to PG thirteen to R is just seems arbitrary at best to me it seems like alright so let's let's take the Avengers the uh, newest one Age of Ultron right PG-13 film and uh, if you took out one or two scenes of faux violence and destruction yes you have a PG film okay yeah you add two F-bombs and uh, a sexy scene, and I'm talking like an 80s sexy scene, not like, yeah. you, know, you know, where you implied intercourse, right. you get an R. Interesting. And so, that, I mean, it's that, it's R, there's no, there's no rules. There, right. There's this, it's what they feel like. And that group can, you know, well, the, the motion picture, were, um, the, the MPA is uh, Motion Picture Association of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're the rating board. And they'll they'll send movies back and say you need to cut certain things to get it to this. To get, and that's why you know when the DVD revolution came, we had director's cuts. You, right. you know you could get the director and, and with Blu-rays too. Now you can get you know you can get the theatrical release and the unrated the unrated cut. cut and or if you which is weird because like you know I use Redbox. Yeah. And I hate getting movies at Redbox sometimes because you're always going to get the theatrical cut because they because they want you to buy the other one. Right. I get that, but it's like the other one's not even really available to rent. Even in VOD, you can't get the other one. Y'all, you typically right. get stuck with the theatrical because they want you to buy that physical copy. And I'm like, as I get older, I like digital. 
Okay. I didn't think I would. I, I thought I was going to hang on to discs. Nope. But after you move a few times, you're like, yep. you know, I can just plug this in and the cloud takes care of it. Exactly. And I'm happy with that. And so it's a bunch of servers. And if I don't, you know, if, if something happens and the world ends, I wasn't supposed to have them anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, it's like when it comes to gaming, uh, you know, I have an Xbox One sitting there. And I, I, get a, I get annoyed whenever I have to go out and buy an actual physical disc now. I prefer to uh, just buy it digitally and it's stored on there. Now, I'm limited on hard drive space, but that can be rectified. Um, and I can pull games off that I go, I'm never going to play this again. So I'll just delete it for now. And then if I suddenly, a year later, go... You know, I really want to play Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. I can just re-download it. Right. Uh, I, think, I think that's what having an iPad has taught me. Right. That I can just switch out things. And um, we're jumping all over the place, which is fine. Because I, I just deleted Fallout Shelter. Okay. Um, I, had it, I had it for two weeks and loved it for two weeks. Except this past weekend, it was just repetitive. I, I got to a... I had one vault with 200 people, and then I started another vault. It was just like... It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Right. The the play experience wasn't as fun for the. I had fun for that two weeks while I played it. Right. But as soon as that fun factor ended, I was done. Yeah. Unless and unless you start doing like weird, creepy, like test. Chill out, Mike. Uh, weird, creepy test things. Um, but you really can't do weird, t- creepy test things. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can do what appears to be test things. Yeah. They're all going to interact the same way. They're not True. right. So you know, I the social um, experiment aspect of it kind of fell flat. Yeah, which probably wasn't what they intended when they designed the game. Anyway, it's just a it's a fun little yeah mind you know just a, a time it's, waster. Yeah, it's, it's it's something to keep your keep your attention on the fact that Fallout Four is coming out in November. Right, and which I've never I'm, I've played three. That was the only one I played. So. Um, but uh, you know if they, and they're probably you know you know this is their first version of this, and so right. they they may upgrade. And I'll, I'll when something new and interesting happens, in and I'll I'll pick it back up. So yeah, so I'm back down playing that Star Wars card game thing. I'm addicted to Force Collector. Oh my god, that's my crack. And um, Catan, I have Catan on the iPad. Nice. And I absolutely love it. But that's what I like about. You know, if I need space or if I want to switch things out, I can just delete because it's in the cl- it's on my account. So I exactly. know, you know, I, I just took out um, stuff. Nice, the old Republic. I finished it, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to play that anytime soon." Right. So I took it out, and I'm looking for a couple other things I want to put on there. Yeah, I'm planning on uh, once I start uh, streaming, that's going to be one of the games that I play. Is Nice, the old Republic. I downloaded it uh, on actually on Aaron's computer, um, and so I'm gonna that that'll be something. I'll play through because I haven't played through that game in like a decade. Yeah, this was my first time playing through a game, completing it. Yeah, I'd never completed so. I completed one, never completed two. Uh, and, and I didn't get hardly anywhere in two, but two's not available for iPad yet. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna wait if it I'll report it over. But um, so there's a it's what a 15 year old game now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So spoiler alert. Yeah. Um. So I'm playing this game right, and I did. I don't know how I missed out on a 15 year spoiler. Like, right. and I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. Uh-huh. Right? I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. I can tell you crazy stuff about Star Wars. Right. So I'm playing this, and there, you know, you, you know, you're, you, you know, you're, uh, it starts with Malak versus Revan, right? Mm-hmm. And so, 
you know, you hear these Sith legends of you know, this, you know how horrible these people are, and and you're playing your character, and then midway through the game, you find out you're one of them. Yep, I did not know that. Yep, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, that's awkward. There's, there's got to be a writer somewhere that just like, like you went, wait, what? And they, they just woke up in the middle of the night. They're like, I did it. I did it. Honey, go back to sleep. <laughs> no, somebody just got there. <laughs> but I, it was all for it was all for something. Right, and I'm I was I was surprised and pleasantly so. So, nice. so a fifteen year old game surprised me. <laughs> um, actually, I just restarted uh, the Mass Effect series. I saw that on your Twitter. I uh, that is my favorite console series. It's not my favorite uh, game series of all time. That's Civilization, just because I am I can always. Pick up civilization. Yeah, I like Civ. Civ's one of the games I'm looking to get. Um, Revolution or Revolution 2 for iPad. Yeah. I had Revolution for 360 and I liked it a lot. Um, but yeah, Mass Effect, uh, is, I love it. And uh, I'm playing back through one. And I realized actually that I never finished one um, when I originally played it. Like, I got pretty far in it. But, uh, you know, going back and playing it and getting much further and I knew the story because obviously I played two and three and um, it kind of fills you in like hey this kind of happened previously previously a mess of <laughs> previously a mess of uh, <laughs> yeah pretty much uh, and so as I'm playing through and, and there are two I love the game but I know why there are two things two big reasons why I didn't finish it the first time uh, the first is some of the controls are a bit wonky like you they're not fluid at times um you'll move into cover and instead of your person getting into cover they just stand there and stare at the wall and you're like yeah can you can you maybe like turn around and put your back against the wall and you have to like sit there and move back and forth <laughs> so it looks like you're humping the wall i and, love you wall yeah until finally i'm, I'm like, trying to keep you alive i love you wall bullets are flying past your head and you're just like come on come on and finally you'll turn around like, thank you um, so that that's a little uh, annoying, and that's one of the things they fixed in, in 2. And the thing that they dropped altogether in 2 that is one of the big reasons why I didn't finish Mass Effect the first time is the Mako, uh, which is the, uh, the tank uh, in the game, and I hate it. I hate that tank. I hate it so much. It yeah, I saw, saw you. You had some tweets going on about yeah, it. Yeah. displeasure with the Mako. Yes. Uh, and, I, and because we're PG-13, I won't use the full hashtag, but it was pretty much hashtag F-U Mako. Um, because it is... Anytime you drive a tank in any other game, you control the turret and you control your motion. Right. So you can aim the turret to the right and keep moving straight and firing. And you can do that, but it's just not like... The controls don't work like you would think they would. Right. So you'll get to like firefights, and you go, "Okay, I need to do this," and you go, "Okay, I need to, I need to move the tank forward while I'm aiming to the right," and you press forward, and it goes, "Oh, you want to go forward? So you want to go the direction that you're aiming? Okay, hold on, I'm gonna turn this slow ass tank <laughs> to face that way, and then it just drives like like a turd. It just, it's awful, and I hate it. Um, so anytime I'm in the Mako, uh, Aaron gets to hear me scream at the TV. Um, to just go where I want it to go, or why are you doing that? Or you know, just and I've kind of gotten used to it now, but I just the fact that it's going to be in the new Mass Effect, Mass Effect Andromeda, that worries me so very much. I typically don't like tanks in games anyway. 
they seem like a good idea, but they always work like ass. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, exactly what you're describing. It's not just your that game, but I mean, I don't like fighting against tanks because when you were you were talking about your tank experience, I automatically thought back to uh, Dead Rising. Uh-huh. Did you play Dead Rising? I did not. I love Dead Rising. Okay, not my favorite game series, but it's my f- it's one of my favorite 360 games. It's it's a silly zombie game, but they, I think they get a lot of stuff right. I you know, for one thing, it's not a first-person shooter, and it's, right. you know, it's, you kind of get this third-person thing going right. for you, and you can you go across this mall and you get all these weapons. I mean, it's, and it's ridiculously fun. Right. It's ridiculously fun, except when you get to the end. <laughs> Spoiler: <laughs> the boss of the game is a tank and some tank commander, and so. By the end of the game, you're literally in your boxers because you're a photographer, so your boxers and your camera. I don't know why they let you keep your camera, but you have no clue. You're like, I'm naked with my, or at least I was, because I don't know how. They're they're hoping for some sexy pictures. Probably so, and so that's how you beat the general. You hand him sexy pictures, and he goes, "You can pass." So you're 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 driving up. I think in a jeep or a car or something, and you're and you're trying to shoot this tank and trying to disable this tank while it's trying to shoot you. And and that's like one part of, part of the boss fight. And you're like, yeah. when you destroy the tank, you're like, I've won. You're like, nope, you've got to fight the tank commander who, who jumps out and wants to, f- you know, he wants to fight you fisticuffs. <laughs> he's like, I'm a pugilist. I'm going to fight you. And he's awesome. You are no match for this guy. You just, you're not. It's just, you just. And so when you when he kills you, you start back over fighting the tank. And see, that's that's awful game design. That's awful game. And that, and that's actually something in Mass Effect One that drives me up the wall is um, if you die and you click continue, it goes back to your last save, your last save. It quick saves throughout the game, but if you die. And you just click continue, which would be the normal like human beings yeah. would do. It takes you back to whatever your last save was. So if you saw that it quick saved and you go uh, quick saved, it's going to put you back before that. Yeah, so the, the uh, quick save is kind of useless. Yeah, unless you go to load, and then there's an option that says use this quick save. And so there were a few times I didn't realize that until uh, probably eight hours into the game. Um, and after having to do the same mission with the Mako uh, <laughs> three or four times because I would get like through it and I'd go great and then I'd get out and I'd die and then I'd, I'd go okay crap I didn't save so then I would like so now what I do is every time I go through something like oh here's a big fight made it through the fight safe alright I go into this room it looks like I'm about to get into a big fight save uh, oh, I went through a cutscene. Save. No, I, I, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I, I think I checked. I'm 20. I think I'm a little over. I think I'm like 20 hours in, or a little over 20 hours in, and I'm up to 90 something saves. So does it punish you for your saves? Some games do. This one does not. No. Because because that would just be. Yeah. No, that would be annoying. That would be annoying. Uh, and I use a I use a two save system, so I have uh, two saves, and every time I save, I use the lower number. So if I really screwed something up, I can go further back in time and then and, and try to fix it. Right. And uh, so, you know, that, that works for me, especially with a game like Mass Effect where you're having to choose 
you know, dialogue options and, and all of that makes a difference. We have a new player has arrived. <laughs> player three. <laughs> Hi. You have to actually come over here, though. How are you? Okay. I want to talk into the microphone or talk louder, one of the two. Can you join us? I don't know how loud I can talk after all those push-ups. <laughs> nah. See, we were talking about gaming, and she's all like, I'm trying to be a badass. <laughs> I'm doing push-ups. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed of myself now. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I mean, we have space. You could do some. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I remember how. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about horrible game designs. Do you have anything to add to that? No, I'm going to actually get a soda. Get a soda. You deserve a soda. You deserve this. Would you like a Dr. Pepper, a Sprite, or a Coca-Cola? Of which none of those sponsor this podcast. Yet. (laughs) But, um, so here's how I beat the guy on the tank. Okay. The game glitched. Okay, so all I have to do is hope that the game glitches. No, and I I'm not telling you. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't say this is how you beat the tank guy. I'm saying this is how I beat the tank guy. Nice. <laughs> this this is the one of the podcasts where I'm like, we're going to walk you through it. You know, like in the days of like Nintendo, when Nintendo had the hotline, you called Seattle when you got stuck on a game. Yeah. I, I had so many. My, my parents could have killed me. How many times I, I called Nintendo? I'm like, I got stuck. I called Nintendo. Because there was no internet. What do I do? Right. Press A. Oh, it's like, I'm stuck at, you know, Final Fantasy, I always got stuck in. So, anyway, back to back to how, how I beat the tank guy. Game glitches. And so, um, don't know what happened, but the game glitches, and I stopped taking damage. Perfect. However, I stopped giving him damage. He stops. He, I, we can't hurt each other. So you're fighting on this tank, and below you is all these zombies, right? Right. And so I learned that I could... What am I going to do for dinner? Pardon. I'm hungry now. Feed me now. What are you going to do for dinner? I don't know, but you're about to eat on microphone. Yeah, can you hear that rattle? Yes. Yeah, that's the can. rattle of a delicious sandwich about to be consumed, of which you cannot time. see it. You're gonna, it's dinner time. It's, you're, you're, it's your house. You can eat. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, you I can't eat. <laughs> He's just better. Because I don't have any. I bought that for her for lunch. And, and it did it get, get here for lunch? Nope. No, what did I have for lunch? A peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> so, you, you're a late lunch. I almost died. <laughs> I don't want you to die. <laughs> Continue eating your, your lovely wrap sandwich thing. <laughs> so the, the the zombies I found out could take damage, but they couldn't give me any damage. Interesting. And so I just killed enough zombies to level up, which leveled up all my health. Yeah. And apparently I could hit him, and I just beat him up. Nice. Because by the time I got to the thing, you had like no health. Right. And so leveling up leveled up your health. So it was weird, but I counted it. I was like, go, beat it. Done. <laughs> Done. Out. Does it matter how? Just matters. I beat Final Fantasy three the same way with a glitch. I've never played, never beat Final Fantasy three. Excuse me, six if you're in Japan, three if you're American. <laughs> and where am I? I'm the good USA. Um, I never beat three without it glitching. There's a weird glitch where 
there's a town, and below the town, there's a desert where these little cacti guys are. And the game has a, a, a girl who, who sketches. Mm-hmm. And if you sketch them right, you know, the, if you catch one of these things and you sketch it, the game, game freezes up. And so when you restart it, you have a whole inventory list of everything. So the most powerful sword in the game is, sword in the game is Illumina. I had like 10 of them. Nice. And so I could only, I, you can only equip, I could only equip six because I only had, the, the only, I only had, the, there's these things called Genji gloves mm-hmm. where it lets you dual wield. So, so the four characters that could hold the damn thing, I had six of them. And I just walked to Kafka, the bad guy just went, swap, swap, pearl, pearl, swap, swap, pearl. If you understand what I'm talking about, you know. So it was just slashing and magic effects. It was epic. <laughs> I just I just like the fact that you could only use six, but you had ten. I did, I did. So I just see like you and your crew rolling in and like all these swords and they're just like I didn't get those. <laughs> um what do we do? Uh It's a sword, why can't someone pick it up and swing it? I was like, Oh I can't touch this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't touch this. <laughs> It's very difficult. It's hard <laughs> to do. It's weighted improperly, and you know. But it's one of my favorite games, though. So nice. But it's also available on the iPad. I think I'm gonna get it and try it. Yeah. Here's a port for f- four, which is America Two, which confuses me. I for a long time I was like, no. I went out when I rented it. It was two. <laughs> and then Japan, it's four. Four. And my story for two was. I was playing two on uh, SNES. Both of them were on SNES. But right. um, two was in the area where you could rent games from stores. And you could only uh, you could only rent for like a day or two or the weekend. It was, and so I would go every weekend and rent the game. And pray and hope that no one during the week had got it. Right. And, and, and over and, over and, so, over, and yeah. so, so it took me a year to buy it, to, to beat it. Probably with the money I should have just saved and bought it. Bought it. it. Right. <laughs> so... Oops. Well, Scotty wanted bright. Yeah. <laughs> Instant gratification wins. <laughs> right. So, I just, where was that? How did we get on the oh, Mass Effect? Yes. And, and, so, so yeah, I'm almost done with um, Mass Effect 1, and I'm playing it on the Xbox One uh, because it's got the backwards compatibility. How's that working out? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, you know, they don't have all the games on there right, yet. Yeah, but they um, and you can chunk. vote for which ones you want to be next. Oh. So obviously I went on and voted for Fallout 3 because I own that. And voted for Mass Effect 2 and 3. Uh, so I can go ahead and play I think they would put all three Mass Effects out there. Or they're spacing it out. So. I don't think they're spacing it out. Um, but Mass Effect 1 is... A, is It actually looks a little better on the one just because it has more, more power. Right. Um, however... That also makes it where a couple of times you can see the flaws in what they made. And it's, I mean, it's it's not bad. And to be honest with you, graphics are, when it comes to gaming for me, graphics are second or third right. on my list of things that I care about. I'm much more... I care much more about gameplay. Well, I mean, um, we, we're from an area, era, I mean, I know I'm from an era that started out looking at squares and pixels. Yep. And, you know, and then moving on to whatever, you know, the, the sprites that yep. were like Mario. So when I see something with the graphics, I'm like, ooh, and, you know, younger yeah. generation would be like, that's horrible. But no, 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 you know what I'm saying? Grandpa come from a different age. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is like, I'll, I'll read stuff online where people are like, oh, God, these graphics just don't look like the graphics of Fallout 4. They just don't look as they don't look as impressive as I thought they should be, and I was like, "Well, what?" And they're like, "Well, it's I mean, look at this current generation. Look at some of the games that are coming out." I'm like, 
Uh-huh. You realize, like, a lot of those games suck, but they look great. Wouldn't, somewhere. Yeah, wouldn't you much rather prefer the game be awesome and eh, maybe not look as great as you think it should? Right, right. You know, it's uh, it doesn't matter how great a game looks if you can't play it. What's the point? Right, I, I highly, I highly agree with that. So, but yeah, that's uh, that that's an argument I think that has really started coming up with the new new consoles and you know we mentioned it last week with the whole the difference in the Xbox One. And the, PlayStation 4, Four, right? you know, that, oh, well, the PlayStation 4 has better graphics. Yeah, but you can't see the difference unless you have them side by side. Right. And you're not going to do that, so what do you care? It's not like how, like, in the old days, SNES and Genesis. Yeah. There's a clear difference between which had a better process. Yeah. It looked better. SNES looked better. Huh. And the, it just, I just couldn't, you know, a buddy of mine had, had, a, had a Genesis, and it was just like, no, sorry, just, no, <laughs> no, this is horrible. I his Mortal Kombat would look way, way, way worse than mine. And while his had all the fatal, if you know, because yeah. if you if you recall, I'm I'm being old school gamer today. Yeah, we're, we're dropping old school. No, knowledge I'm on gonna me. be like start saying this great grandpa game. This this just became the OG podcast, the old gamers podcast. So, uh, Mortal Kombat uh, is a game about fighting. Okay. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. <laughs> and and it was uh, originally in arcades, which is was was originally in arcades, and a it place was, where you could go play games at a mall or right. Know. Arcades are great. I, that, that's one thing I, I I'm sad about that we don't have anymore. I think they're going to come back. I hope so. But the now we can get into that in a second. Yeah, you because know, I want this. This links into your, your. I don't want the. I want to hear about your theater experience. Okay. I'll talk about that in a second. But let me finish this and get and <laughs> get into uh, so. Mortal Kombat was a game. Came out uh, '92, I think '1993. Yep. And uh, it was very, very violent. Now, I know there's a Mortal Kombat X, and it ha- it's very, very violent. But you don't understand. No one cares <laughs> about the violence at that level. Right. And and and, the, and Mortal Kombat X, which has just released the Predator for some reason. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, so we've got all these characters. That's cool. Uh, we need one more thing. Uh, the last, the last yeah, one, Freddy Krueger, for some reason. Yeah. I, you know, I like them. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm just like that's that's a weird choice. But you know, the but the violence level in that is it's, it's really really up there. I mean, there's re- really cool X-ray shots. You can watch. You you, you can literally watch you break someone's face. Yep. <laughs> and and so, but 20 years ago. You couldn't. Twenty years ago, it, has, it just had really bad pixelation yeah. of, of a guy ripping off a dude's head and and, and, and blood that uh, looked like a really thick red pudding. Right. That somebody just kind of sloshed out of a bucket. Right. But it, but it was you know it was a big deal because it was uh, the way they did it because they did motion cam. Yeah. Kind of like early version of motion cam on yeah. that. And uh, parents' groups lost their mind. Oh yeah, that was the that and because um, so that's how we got the rating system, right? Uh, it was a big part of it. Yeah, um, it was that and uh, I don't remember the other games that caused it. I think Postal was on that list. Um, I'm trying to think, of, there was another game that came out around then that really forced. Uh, the, the gaming industry to start doing a uh, their own ratings and whatnot, but I cannot. What about Smash it. TV? <laughs> Smash TV. You ever play Smash TV? Uh, I think so. Smash TV is basically the Running Man as a as a yeah movie. yeah yeah. It's yeah, an yeah. overhead overhead shot, and you've got two guys, and 
you know, you shoot th- lots of things for money. Yeah. No one mentions that one. Like, the rating system was... But no, that's... Yeah. That's a truly a horrible idea, which should be a movie. I would... <laughs> Smash TV, the movie. I would make that a heartbeat. But anyway, so... Uh, you heard it here first, guys. Scotty White, writing, directing, and producing Smash, Smash TV. TV. If I can get a, a secure the rights from McLean. He's going to call it Midway. Crash TV so it doesn't... Uh, <laughs> see, see. Yeah. Crash internet. Um... <laughs> web TV. Anyway. <laughs> but um, so when they ported the Mortal Kombat game to home to home systems, it came out to Se- uh, Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, right? And the Sega Genesis version was as true as it possibly could be to the arcade. That's the one I had, right? Yeah, it had all the fatalities, all the all the things, and all the blood, everything. And the code so you could turn the blood on. All right, and so but for Super Nintendo, you couldn't do that. So they they replaced. The big fatality was Scorpio, uh, Sub-Zero's, the the head rip. Yes. That's the one everyone was mad about because you see the spinal column when you rip the, the, head, yeah. the head. And so they replaced it with what I thought was much neater were, and, and more horrifying. Sub-Zero leaped back and froze you, leapt forward, and broke you and shattered you into a million pieces. Yep. That seems more horrifying than just being – it's less graphic, but I'm like, yeah. I, I don't want to die. That's one way I don't want to go. Well, isn't that – I mean, if you think about it. That's got to be a, a, a great example of where somebody goes, the ripping of the head off of the spinal column, that's too far. However, all of the other murders, that, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, you can show boobs, but not the nipples. Right. If you show all of the boob, but you cover the nipples, everything's fine. Right. And it's just like... Uh, Really? Like I think we've that's reached our, the line? I think we've reached our boob limit on our PG thirteen show. <laughs> Technically they haven't seen boobs. So how many times we're not talking about boobs does it add up to, to one view of boobs? I don't know the math on that. I made a C in math, so <laughs> Um but yeah, I just I, I that's that's the weirdest thing to me. Oh yeah. Whenever somebody's like, This has gone too far and I go, What about all these other ones? They go, Well, you know, I mean those are That's acceptable murder. Yeah. Hooray! So, uh, moving on topics because you know we're we're all over the place today. Because yep. I, I want to get to theaters and I want to talk about, about the movies we watched this yes. weekend. You sat down and said, "I'm done with theaters. <laughs> I am absolutely done with going to movie theaters." And th- last week when we talked about this, you were pretty much on the way out. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we went and, uh, as was mentioned, we went and saw Jurassic World this past week. <laughs> Now, it's been out for... A month? Three yeah, weeks. three weeks, four weeks now. Um, so, didn't expect a big crowd. There wasn't a big crowd in the theater, which is great. We went to uh, across the bay to Daphne uh, to what used to be the Rave Motion Theater. Now it's something else. The premier uh, theater. Yeah, everything's owned by Carmike mm-hmm. down here now. So, uh, But fine, whatever. You know, it's, it's a little bit nicer of a theater. We haven't had as many problems there in the past. Um, but yeah, we got in, we sat down, um, I was looking around, I was like, hey, we're going to do all right. We got, you know, <laughs> we're going to get through this. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I was like, we don't have a ton of people in here. just shaking her head, looking at evilly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, you know, we, we don't have a ton of people in here. Uh, the people that we have in here, there are no kids, which is great. Um, everybody looks like they're here to see the movie. Now, full disclosure, this is going to sound, this is going to make me sound awful. Yeah. But behind us was uh, a family that had 
a, uh, a person with some mental disabilities. I don't, that's fine. Um, and I can handle that, that's fine, I understand. That's cool. As we're sitting there, family walks in with their kid. Uh, that and it's we went and saw the nine thirty or ten o'clock showing. Uh, it's this kid's what four, maybe five. And I was like, all right, I'm a little late, but whatever. Of course, they sit in our row, uh, like four seats away from us. Um, another couple comes in. They sit up and behind us to the right. And uh, so the movie starts and. Uh, the kid is up and down in his seats. Uh, his parents are looking at their cell phones throughout the entire movie. One of them has it set up to where when they get a text, it flashes the light on the outside of the phone, which, of course, he kept on his leg throughout the movie because, heaven forbid, he missed a text for an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, so that would flash randomly. The couple behind us talked throughout the entire movie. And then to add on top of all of that, the mentally handicapped uh, person recited every line back. They would say it on the screen, he would say it. Something cool would happen, he would cheer. I have no problem with they that. Cheer movies. If that's the only, if that was the only problem, everything would have been fine. I said, you know what? Not a problem. The fact that the kid was up and down, and the, him and his dad were walking past us back and forth, the cell phones, the people talking throughout the movie, I was just like. What happened? Because this is the fifth time in a row we've gone to a movie and had a crappy experience. Wow. And I'm done. So I'm absolutely, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's just the movie theaters down here or what, but I am absolutely done. I mentioned it to uh, Kevin Laporte um, of Inverse Press. Um, and, uh, and he said that, you know, he's had similar experiences. He's gotten lucky. It's sad when you say, I've gotten lucky and haven't had my movie ruined by other people. Why can't people just go to a theater and watch the damn movie? Well, there's an, there, there's, there's an etiquette to, to going to the movies. And I, I never look at it as I, I being lucky about it. I, you know, I, I typically don't have negative experiences with the theater. I, the last negative experience I had at the theater, it wasn't really negative when I saw... The Dark Knights. So it's been a long time since I've had like a like something yeah. that can be like, why don't you do that? You know, yeah. uh, and there was, uh, but the theater was packed, and there was this father and son behind me, and he would do what what you were describing. He would describe things and like, is your son blind? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, exactly. And, and I, you know, if he is that, I'm sorry. Continue, but I'm just confused while I'm hearing what I just heard, and and. But on that note, I went to see Terminator Genesis. Yes. I saw it at the theater in Spanish Fort, so right near Daphne. I went yes. to the other, I went to the, the newer theater or whatever it is. And so I went for the first time in my life, me, my mother, and stepfather went to a movie. Oh, nice. Sure. <laughs> I you know, mom had talked about it before I got home that she, you know, she wanted to see Terminator Genesis. I'm a huge Terminator fan. Sure. And I'm Weary because I've been burned twice, and so, but I'm like, this looks good. And I like Kevin Clark, and I, you know, James Cameron tweeted that this was a worthy sequel, and I'm like, all right, I'm on board. I'm, I bought in. I bought in. So it's me, my mother, and stepdad. My stepdad has to sit at the very back and top, which is fine. I don't mind. So we sit at the top, 
My mother sits beside me, and for the first 40 minutes of the movie, she's texting. And she hasn't figured out... How, right. She hasn't figured out on her phone... For those who can't see, my eyes just got huge and angry. Sorry, go ahead. And so... And this is my mother, the woman who gave birth to me. You know, I have a connection with her. Uh-huh. And I don't want to just backhand her. <laughs> you slap the phone out of her hand and stomp and, on it. And that's the only thing... That's the kind of thing you do to strangers, not your family. Right, right. <laughs> No. So, and, and it, there wasn't very many people in the, the theater. If you can tell by the box on the seats of Turner Genesis this weekend. But uh, my mother hasn't figured out how to uh, turn the brightness down on her phone. <laughs> so she's, and, and she's not texting, she's Facebooking. And I don't know what she's Facebooking. Oh. So, and, you know, I, I politely joke with her like five minutes into it because. Because she's on the left of me. And so she put it down for a second and then pick it back up. And so this bright light would just shine in my left eye. I'm like, I'm trying to watch the future war. I can only see half of it now. <laughs> so, so It's your pirate training. I, right, it's my pirate. I, I lean over to her and I said, I said, are you live tweeting this? Because that's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> you you live tweet like at home. <laughs> And she laughed like, I don't even know what that means. And, and so, 10 minutes go by. And I'm, I'm trying to be patient because I have a wealth of, I, yeah, if anyone knows me, I'm very patient about things. Mm-hmm. Especially as I get older. And, you know, I'm just like, she doesn't go to the movies a lot. There's not a lot of people here. But every now and then, I just this light would just shine in my life. In my life. And so, I would lean over and go, are you bored? We can leave if you're bored. Yeah. I mean, I, I, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm like... What's so important? Watch the damn movie. Forty minutes into the, she finally finally puts the phone down. Like I was like, I never thought I would have to treat my mother like a five year old. Right? <laughs> it's like, like, and I and I get it. Like, look, I enjoy having a smartphone. I love being able to go, hey, who was the voice actress who played Matriarch Panesia in Mass Effect? I can look that up. I can, you're right. Fun fact, it was uh, the chick who played Deanna Troy. Ah, that, that's why I recognize her voice. Fun fact, Marina Circus. There you go. <laughs> who was just recently on last week's episode of Mission Log, the Star Trek podcast. Uh-huh. I highly recommend it. She does a really good interview. Nice. Um, if you want more Marina Circus. But, but it's, it, it, <laughs> like, it, I understand. Okay, you're connected to everything and everyone all the time, and that's great. Put it down for an hour and a half for two hours. Right, you knew you were coming to the theater. Yeah. Uh, and, Turn it on silent, and you know people just go. Well, I don't understand why it's a problem because it's not making noise. Like no, but there's this bright light that breaks you out of your suspension of disbelief, right. and you just turn and look at this bright light, and you're going, "What? What is happening?" The dog wants to be let out. Yeah, um, um, you can let him out if you take his collar off, so he doesn't jingle, jingle, jingle. Okay. Um, Continue your rant. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it's it, it's just like, do you not understand that you are not in your own little personal bubble? Right. That there are other people around you, and that your actions affect them. Right. You know, it's like, do you really have to be on Facebook right now? Right. Is there literally anything happening on Facebook right now that's going to make you go, I have to leave the movie <laughs> because this just happened on Facebook? Facebook. Right. I, I got you, right? The, the president's still alive. Yeah. Things have not landed. You know, you know zombies are not taking over. over. You know, it's like, uh, you know, there, there's there, not a terrorist threat at this theater. There, There is a, 
there's an etiquette to it. Uh, I got into baseball last year. Uh-huh. And I started going to baseball games. Right. And there's an etiquette to baseball. Yes, there is. You have to, you, you, know, you know, if you want to get up, you have to wait until there's a law in action. You have to yeah. wait. And that's fine. There's an etiquette. And I had to learn that etiquette. And I'm glad I learned that etiquette. My mother taught me my theater etiquette. Why can't she follow it? <laughs> I, I, I think it's because the we used to really look at that and go, hey, you know, here's the theater and it's cool and everything's awesome. And, you know, we got we to gotta take care of ourselves and, and, and the people around us. But now it's like because we've got the, these connections and everything is so kind of me-based as opposed to us-based that it makes it to where people don't think about, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't get on my phone in the middle of a theater. Um, you know, and it's funny because before the movie they showed this thing where it's like, um, you know, somebody getting on their phone during the movie, and it's like, this is obnoxious. And then, like, somebody answering the call, it's like, this is uh, this is annoying. And then uh, the person filming the movie with their smartphone that says, this is illegal. Out of all of those three, the one who does not bother me the most is the one who's filming the movie. <laughs> you know, listen. He's a quiet. <laughs> he's an asshole. He, I, I hope they find him, and I hope they find him, and I hope bad things happen to him because pe- good people work their butts off to make this movie. I get that. It's awful. However, he's not messing up my movie experience, so whatever. Right. You know, the person who's talking throughout the movie over my right shoulder or the person who brought their kid and gave them a yo-yo ball in the middle of a movie, so it's just zip-bop, zip-bop, zip-bop. <laughs> I've never wanted to kill a child until the exact moment. That exact moment, I've I thought about and it. And theaters today are not doing anything about it. No, absolutely not. You go complain and they go, oh, okay. It's like, except for one, the Alamo Draft House in Austin, and they're in a, a couple of different places. And here's the cool thing about the Alamo Draft House. You watch a movie, you also get food, and it's really good food. Yeah. Um, if you were talking during the movie, they come and warn you, because they've got waiters and waitresses moving in and out of the movie. They will come and warn you, hey, please don't talk during the movie. Hey, please don't get on your cell phone during the movie. If you do it again, they escort you out. Nice. Done. You know, here, we'll take you out to this table here. Here, you can finish your food, and then you can go. And I'm like, perfect. That's exactly what I want in a theater. And I, I am willing, you know, it's about 10 bucks, 12 bucks now for a movie ticket. I would be willing to pay $20 to see a movie if I know for a fact that if anybody's being an ass during the movie, they're going to be escorted out and I can have my movie experience. I'm willing to pay premium see, money. See, I'm saddened at the fact that you can't have a movie because, I, I mean, I, and I, I don't use Kevin's word because I don't find that I'm lucky. I just, yeah. you know, I've had just a couple bad experiences and one of them was with my mother, which only lasted for a little bit. And, 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 my, and my mother was you know, tagging. Oh, the puppy's fine. The puppy, <laughs> the puppy. There's a puppy here. He just wants love. He can, he can have love while we rant. Old man, go with him. Old man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. That's, what That's all I have for that. But you know, I, you know, I've had really good experiences, and um, and well. you know, I mean, it's my theater background. It's just, you know, you, yeah. certain things you do. And of course, if someone's really loud or obnoxious, I'm 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 the one who will be like, "Hey, stop, <laughs> chill. We don't need that." So, I'm really good at zoning out 
things I don't want to notice. Right. So the only time I ever notice anything is when Aaron's over there like, so I hate that you had that bad experience. Yeah. How's the movie? <laughs> uh, Dress Cold was good. Um, you know, there was a lot of hype for it. Um, there was some. Uh, you a dino dog? There was some. There was some cheesy writing in it. Um, the uh, but overall, I mean, Triceratops hat. No, yeah, Max does have a Triceratops hat. <laughs> Very nice. Um, but no, overall, I mean, I thought the movie was was really well done. Um, they took a little while to kind of set the stage, um, but once everything gets rolling, it moves quick. Cool. Um, and there are a couple parts where I was like, it felt like they may have cut a couple scenes where you go, all right, like, it wasn't really necessary, but it probably would have added to this, right. you know, to, maybe it's to this thing. Cut, so. Yeah. Um, but overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Aaron could not get over the fact that... Oh my god, all-terrain shoes! The lady had high heels. She ran through mud. She ran through grass, which if you've worn high heels before, I don't know your life, maybe. <laughs> maybe you have. If you've ever tried to walk on, like, soil with high heels, you immediately just sink in. Right. You know? She ran on concrete on these things. Like, that's a superpower. She, I'm, she I'm ran from sure. a T-Rex? She outran a T-Rex. With high heels on. Man. She didn't twist an ankle. She didn't break a heel. Those things were amazing. <laughs> That's sure? the future technology. <laughs> Screw all the genetic stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a shoe ad. Jurassic World's a shoe. I like it. I like By it. By the way, spoilers. <laughs> Yo, we, 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 talk, we talked about it because I've not seen it, but, but I'm going to I got it. excited. I just started talking about these shoes. They were magical <laughs> the whole time. And as we were leaving the theater, Aaron's like, will you please stop talking about I mean, about that's all she talked The lady behind about. me to her husband said, I can't believe she did all that in high heels. I was like, I know. Who are you, new best friend? <laughs> and she was a little creeped out, so I had to turn away. But yes. Yeah, uh, that's that's what she got out of the movie. The future. Hey, you know, genetically enhanced high heels. I, I got you. <laughs> I've, you know, I mean, I have worn high heels. So I've played in uh, Turdlat and Hairspray, so I had to have wear heels and dance heels and stuff. That's not fun. No. Uh, I don't know how ladies do it. I mean, I, I got through three shows. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> often not to find flats. I would wear flats and stuff. There were a couple things I had to wear heels for. It's just like, not a fan. Now <laughs> imagine being chased by a giant dinosaur. I would have been killed anyway. fall down. That was my fall down noise. I will say one thing I noticed, and I was looking to see if they would do this. Um, they don't kill any children. Because, like, the dinosaurs get out and they start eating people. And you're like, oh crap! And they, I mean, they just show people getting eaten. They're like, oh, all right. Um, but they never eat. It's not real. Yeah. They never eat a child. They never kill a baby dinosaur because there are a couple of like there's like some baby triceratops uh, that like they have kids riding at one point in the movie. I think they're the uh, teacup versions. They no, they're baby. The no, <laughs> baby triceratops. Uh, but like uh, a pterodactyl like flies down. And grabs one by the saddle and starts picking it up, and you're like, "Oh no!" And sure, and, and like the triceratops, <laughs> and then the saddle breaks and it falls and it runs off, and like the pterodactyl like goes like, "Oh no!" And it just leaves. And I go, "I'm gonna go eat a person now." Yeah, I was just like, well, "They're easier to pick up." <laughs> I was just like, 
And they're tasty. <laughs> really? Come on. Like these these things would be going after the easiest targets. And a lot of times those are going to be kids. So I was like, you know what? Just show one kid. Just one kid getting swooped up. And, and he can be saved. But at least show it happen so you go... <gasps> and then have him saved by like the hero or by somebody. And you go, hooray! But they did not do that. I was, I was really... I thought that was really interesting. I think they, I think they purposely avoided that. <laughs> did any children die in Terminator Genesis? Um, if you call it nuclear holocaust, yes. Sweet. <laughs> but you didn't see any kids die. Um, here's what I liked about Genesis. Okay. Here's what I've been reading some really bad reviews for this movie. It's got like a horrible Rotten Tomatoes. When I'm like, really? How many people actually watch the same movie I did? Yeah. Because you know, I'm I, I'm basing this on two faults. I'm basing it on its own merit as a film. It's an action film. It's a summer tentpole movie, so it's yeah. you know it's it's a C at the best, right? You know, anyway, but it's better than Terminator Three, and it's way better than Salvation. So it's a, like I don't Salvation was so god awful. God, it was, at the end, it's all like ten minutes. You can have my heart. That's so bad. It's it's just bad. Okay, so bad. It was, it's so bad. I was southern. It's so bad. It's so bad. All time. Roll time, roll. Bless its heart. Oh, bless its heart. <laughs> Love its heart. It's so bad. All right, so what this movie does is creates an alternate timeline, which is awesome because they're like, we want to make other movies, so how do we make our own franchise? We'll make it. It's a time travel movie. We'll make, we'll make an alternate timeline. And right. so, you know, I, the things I didn't like was the fact that I was spoiled about the villain. That John Connor's the villain of this film. Right. It's all under the trailers. You, you know. And that and that's something that every Terminator movie has done with their trailer. Right. They're like, and here's they, the bad guy. Yeah, and they go, they go, here's this big moment where the where the audience is gonna go, what? And they go, put it in the trailer. Right. They did. And, and, and you just go, why? Why did you spoil that? Right. And so tradition now. Here's the thing about that though. The only detriment to, to that was the lead up to because. The John Connor, John Connor does the whole well, hey mom and dad and everything's gonna be okay and the not evil and yeah. so, so ah. you knew he was evil, you knew it and right. so it was like I was taken out of that moment. That being said, that version of the Terminator is more interesting and than we've had in a while. He he was as exciting as when I saw um, Terminator Two. Okay, when I saw the mimetic. Yep, the two one thousand. He's He's similar, but he's like his like his cells and stuff. He's joined human Terminator, kind of mixed together. Okay, and that's how they just and they do it well. It's 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 like Terminator's board implant. I bought it. I was okay. I bought it. I was I was in it. I bought all the um, spoiler alert for everyone. Matt Smith is the bad guy. What? Yeah. Uh, no, uh. Matt Smith is Skynet. No. That was awesome. The way that and what and what Skynet he is. I, I read an interview with the, the writers. He's not like a Skynet. We know he's an alternate version of Skynet. Who went, this is how we win the war and does it. So turn. This is what this movie does. The future war uh, is is exactly what Kyle Reese tells Sarah Connor. You know when they're in the car and, and they're they're talking about how this all happened. She he's like. Yeah, you know, we had won. We had, Skynet was beat, but then they sent this thing down to kill you. They show you that. They show you where they win. And it's right. like awesome and you know, the probably the best future war we've seen since two. And uh, then they do uh, Terminator. They do kind of a flashback to Terminator. And it's almost a shot-by-shot remake in a lot of places. And then when they go off rails, 
it's just a little different. It works. It so works. And um, they create an all the timeline by having a turn to go to kill Sarah Connor when she's nine. And so they send a T-800, they send Schwarzenegger out to, to save her at nine. So the flashback for that, cool, the, the, the CGI for that look, you know, uh, you, Salvation, when the, when the Terminator, the, they had the young Arnold yeah. T-800 fight, yeah. looked ridiculous. Yes. They fixed that. He looks great. Okay. They've they, they, they done, the, it, the technology is caught up, I guess, because it looks great. There's a there's an actor where they do the dots on his face yeah. to put, you know, to put young Schwarzenegger's head on him. And it works. It nice. so works. And um, so T-800 saves Sarah, and then they're preparing for Kyle Reese to show up. And then the timeline diverges. All right, and it's awesome. Everything, everything, I was really, really excited. Yes, there's some silly stuff in it. I think J.K. Simmons' character is wasted. I don't even know why he's in the movie. Yeah. Um, there's a crazy, silly bus chasing on San Francisco, but every movie has that. I don't think it works as quite as well as the other ones. Um, I don't like I said I don't like being spoiled by uh, the, the 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 knowing that John Connor is the villain. However, you know watching him be a villain is cool because he's there. I'm like I'm here to build Skynet, and if you're a Terminator fan, all the callbacks to the other movies are awesome. Yeah, there are all these little hints and things and stuff that stuff that links up to it. Like someone paid attention. Someone it, it was almost like it was made by a fan, which I like. I I appreciated that. So, you know I don't know. Um, oh, the other thing I like to affect is they explain why Schwarzenegger is older. Because okay. the Terminator ages, because the skin's loving and it ages as, the, and so it's like enough. it's like the human parts version of rust or whatever. Right, it's just he just gets old, and it, and you know, in '84 he's a certain age, and then um, they time travel back to our time, and he's older than that, and it makes I bought it. I was like, I like this movie. That's me eating popcorn where you can't see. I was so excited, <laughs> and it was weird though because when he ate popcorn, it looked like he was actually eating pasta. <laughs> like he had a fork and a bowl. Yeah, it's going for uh, yogurt. I don't know. I, and I didn't have popcorn. I had icy, so I didn't know what it was. So you were using okay, I got you. So you were using the straw that has like the little weird spoon thing at the end. Right, I was just spooning that icy right there. Right that blue, that uh, cherry, wild cherry icy. I was just. Loose this. I, you know, I really liked it. It's 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 a worthy it's worthy of uh, I like Virginia Carter. It's a worthy sequel. It, it's you know, and I hope you know it branches off and they. Oh, the other thing I like the guy playing Kyle Reese is no Michael Bean. Yeah, and. His, I don't know what he was acting like, but it's just like I don't care. But Sarah, Cl- uh, uh, no, uh, the M- M- Amelia Clark, Mother of Dragons, Mother of Dragons, right? Yeah. One of two Sarah Connors in in Westeros. <laughs> I'm petitioning now. I'm going to petition for Linda Hamilton to should get on um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, so we can have all the Sarah Connors. That would be great. But <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Sarah Connor Game of Thrones and you figure it out. Yep. Um, but she is amazing as Linda. She does a really good Linda Hamilton. Yeah, like she, 19, she like studied 1984 Linda Hamilton. So I am I'm I'm very very impressed with that. Nice. Uh, we're running out of time, so we are. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna end on end with this. Um, next week I want, I, I do want to talk about uh, WWE Japan because I find that fascinating. Oh my gosh. So so so. We'll we'll save that for next week. So we'll 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 table that for now. But I, I, I do want to mention we're talking about Japan real quick. Um, so Japan made a robot that you could ride in and fight, 
and America's made one or making one, and now they're going to fight next year? Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Oh I'm excited, right? Aaron's excited. Yes, I saw the things going through on Facebook, and I'm like, whatever. And then it came through. It's like, Japan accepts challenge of USA's fighting. I'm like, oh, okay. You have me. It looks giant. I want it. <laughs> Are they going to get inside of it, like in Gundam? I'm right. I think they're like Gundams. They look like they're well, Gundams. Okay, so I have a couple questions about this. Because I haven't... Full disclosure, I haven't seen anything on this. Uh, Google this, you'll, you'll be impressed. One, where are they fighting? They don't know yet. Okay, because that's going to be problem number one. Dude, it if just these are, if these are very large, <laughs> If these are very large robots, you have to kind of worry about where you're going to put them. Because uh, you don't want to put them out in a desert because it's really hot and computers don't really work well in the heat. So you got to really think about that. Number two... Uh, yeah, are these going to be actually piloted by people, or are yeah, they going to do it remotely? I think they're, I think they're driven. I, I think they're. Uh, from what well, I, I want them to be inside of it, like, like Pacific Rim, <laughs> Gundam, Ooh, Gundam, yeah, Pacific Rim. It's uh, life. I like Pacific Rim. I hated Pacific Rim. Aww, hated I it. it was great. I hated that movie. I hated it. Yeah. He got mad at the, like the special sword part where he's like, "Why aren't they just using that the whole time?" It makes no sense. God, just hit the wall. That's so awesome. How's it going? Did you guys ever watch Voltron again? You know, Voltron at the end, he, the yeah, the, that's the blazing cartoon. sword comes at the end and again wins. Yeah, we understand. That's a cartoon. This one, uh, uh, fighting. Okay, it's real life. I got it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a movie, and you know it. And then the fight, the fighting it out. You're like, okay, cool. They're, they're losing, and this like, oh, well, we'll just use this sword. And they, I'm just like, if I would have been that other pilot, I'd be like, what do you mean sword? I'm going to kill you. Do you understand? We could have been using that. The whole time. It just makes no logical like, sense. What the loss of life that could have been avoided if we had just been using that <laughs> sword. <laughs> so uh, when I heard they were making Pacific Rim 2, I was just like, I'm done. I'm d- that adds into my uh, in, like, in, into my theater. Like, theaters. I was like, I'm not going to see theaters on Pacific Rim 2. <laughs> I'm definitely not seeing it in the theater. I think next summer we go drag it to the theater to see it. I, I want to be- got Listen, I got dragged to see Pacific Rim 1 <laughs> because we talked about it on the Laporte Reporter Important Report back in the day. Right. Uh, so well, maybe go to the, talked about it on Mopcast. Which, which maybe come out, may come to Mopcast one day. Maybe. So. Maybe. We just need to like, put it we're, together we're, we're, we're so nego- you see the progression of insanity. I still want, we're in negotiations. I, want, I still want EA Wrestling, too. We, we have to make that happen. <laughs> we have some thoughts about that. I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk to you about it uh, off have... air. Um, well, yeah, we, so much for talking, but I have to go to and do another podcast because uh, uh, it's. Can uh, we spoil what, what you're going to? Yeah, um, well, yeah. Uh, another, another show of our uh, the guys have actually been on last Christmas. They uh, I'm, I'm going to go guest host on uh, How It Stacks. Boom, boom. And so I uh, found that's a great podcast. That's a great podcast, and. Uh, that, that they've never had me on though. So. Uh, well, you know, I, I apparently equal view uh, listen spikes, so I'm just saying. <laughs> Jonathan DePew, I know you personally, son. No, no, no. no. Where, where be my call? That was because people were learning about jaders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, education is important. Hold on. Speaking of which, Jonathan DePew is calling me. Uh, he's been calling me for oh, a minute. Put him on speaker. Hey, JD, what's up? He's not on speaker. Now he's on speaker. Um, uh, ETA soon. We're just wrapping up now. Actually, right now. You're literally on the Mopcast with Aaron, Aaron, and Scotty. Well, uh, he probably can't hear you. Hey, Jonathan DePew. It's Aaron Porter. Yeah, what's up? Hi, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. You're, you're, you're on the Mopcast with us. What right now. Happening? How are you guys? 
We are great, man. I haven't seen your face in forever. I was just saying, you know, you've uh, you're having Scotty on, um, uh, but you, you've never had me or or, or girl Aaron on, and we, we should rectify that. We should well, settle this with battle box. Point out the obvious. It's because you have a man crush on me, and I believe it's your wife that be upset. Just man. <laughs> we we have an agreement. Same sex doesn't count. Yeah, you get one of each. It, 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 Hey, am I am I your uh, your your celebrity like get out of jail free card? Is that what I am? Because if that's the case, you can set up with me on the show. You're you're actually number two on the list. You're right behind Nathan Fillion. Oh, he's my number one too. So that doesn't work for me. Uh, yeah. Freeway. Freeway. Between you, Nathan Fillion. Well, I actually am getting ready to set up my show. So I love you guys and uh, talk about butter. That's a topic. Uh, do a little bit of a quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, we're going to wrap this up, and I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll head it out, okay? Okay, keep me posted via the old Yeah, it should be less than five minutes. Oh, by the way, what radio on your network? You should talk about that. We'll talk about it when it, uh, soon. We're, 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 we're safe. I love you, Bye. All right. On that note, you can follow us at, at mopcastnetwork.com. Actually, no, at mopcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at mopcastnetwork. You can follow me at, at Scotty White, and you can follow my lovely guest host at. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Aaron underscore Porter underscore is. And you are. I forgot. Aaron needs coffee. Aaron needs coffee, all one word. Yeah. Uh, I have a different Instagram thing and I get all confused. Yeah, it's Aaron dot needs dot coffee. (laughs) Jesus. So many dots. Um, I'm going to end this 20 minute podcast with a play. So, until next week, we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.